On the 98th episode of Fantasy Lens, we recap a curious week two, talk about some key injuries, preview the week three action, give some start sit advice, stop by the Fantasy Lens Bazaar to buy or sell some stuff, and give our boys of the week. Let's start the show. Welcome to Fantasy Lens, and I'm sorry to report it, but the Patriots are back at it. Trading for Josh uh, Gordon, only a fifth-round pick, going back to the Browns. And if he doesn't play ten games, they get a seventh back or something like that, I think it was something? Something, yeah. But classic Belichick, high high reward, little to no risk. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I don't understand why the Browns were like, yeah, we're just going to release him. Like, don't. Get to, like look for some trade interest first before you just like yeah we're gonna release them. It's stupid. So now they get nothing for it and well they got a fifth round pick. They got basically nothing and now the the Patriots have like like I said very low risk and the possible you know solid receiver. So well you just said don't release them look for a trade. That's exactly what they did. No, but they were first like the it was, all the reports came in were like Browns gonna release Josh Gordon on Monday. And then, then they found apparently there was like trade interest, so they decided like, oh, we'll trade him. So yeah. that's got to be. You think those are agent report? Like, who's leaking that? The agent or the team? Because I got to think the trade value goes down if you say oh, you're going to release him. Well, that's what I'm saying. The trade, the, the trade value went down, which is insane. Like, that's why you shouldn't have said or whoever said they're going to release him, because then the value of him just just dropped. But fifth seems right for him. A third seemed really high for somebody like Martavis Bryant. They're kind of the same player, right? A Gordon has more upside, but has played less. But they're both like never get on the field because. But you've seen Josh Gordon. Ups. You've seen Josh Gordon do it for an extended period. I know it was a few years ago. Like 14 games though. No, yeah, yeah. Five years ago. No, I know, but Martavius has never really done it for that long of a period. You know, he's had a game here or there, like. He had one, his rookie year was really good. And nothing compared to what Josh Gordon, that, that ceiling that Josh Gordon hit for that. No, but I don't think he, I think people, or I think Patriots are just throwing a dart at the board. Yeah, probably. This is being overhyped. But it's a, it's a. Two Browns receivers that started the, Years Browns on what, their team. What Coleman? Yeah. No, I think they're releasing him. Yeah, they released Coleman. Oh, yeah. they did. Already. Yeah. So they've just been doing that all season, just picking up guys and releasing, releasing them. them. Like Britt Coleman. What was the other dude that they released beginning of the season? Uh, that was like a name. Uh, shit. I, for, I forget who it was. It was a name to receiver that used to be a starter. And, hmm. But um. Yeah, I don't know about the Gordon news. Everybody's comparing it to Randy Moss. No, he's not no, Randy no, he's Moss. not Randy he's Moss. He's never been Randy Moss. No, he's nowhere near Randy Moss. Even at his best season, he's not Randy he's Moss. He's still, but it's still, like I said, it's low risk. Why not? This is either going to work out perfectly because of the Patriots, or they're just going to release him in a couple weeks. There's no in between. He's not going to be like a wide receiver three. But maybe, maybe he's just a deep threat guy. Hmm. I mean, look. Who knows how they use? I don't it. know. I, I just think it's. I think it's all or like all or nothing. I think there's a there's a spot there's a place for him to just catch 
a 40 to 50 or 50 yard pass. I think there's an area where he's not even in the game that much, where he's in the game uh, 30 snaps a game. I think people are looking at this like, oh, if he gets, if he figures his stuff out and gets in, he'll be a superstar again. I think he could maybe just be a guy that plays every now and then. I don't know what he's like. I don't know. He played the one game for the Browns and got one catch. Look, I, uh, like I said, low risk. Let's just see how it turns out. Who knows? Maybe he doesn't even make. Maybe maybe in a couple games, he's not even on the on the team anymore. Who knows? Yeah, but I mean, if you have him, you can trade him. Probably his value will never be higher. Uh, I wouldn't say never be higher, but most likely. I don't know. I think if I had him, uh, first of all, I knew I was never getting him because he was getting drafted way too high in every league. But you know. I'd hold on to I'd stash him away. I don't think you can get much for him right now. Unless you have a crazy Patriots fan that thinks he's gonna be like 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 Brian said, like you know, a superstar. So Alright. Well let's get on to week. I don't know. What? It just seems to be half and half with people. Half the people you hear are like, Oh, this is gonna be insane and the other half are like, I don't even know if he's gonna play. So I think you could get something for him if you had him. Well, if you can get something, then get something. If not, stash him and see what happens. So, anyone else move on to something else besides... Alright, let's talk about week two. Uh, the continued just air dominance of Patrick Mahomes and Ryan Fitzpatrick like everyone thought. Everybody thought, yeah. They have like 10 touchdowns for Mahomes, 8 touchdowns for Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick's just looking like Conor McGregor out there. He does look like Conor. It's crazy. Um... I mean, there's going to be an actual quarterback controversy when Jameis is probably is reinstated, probably. Which is funny because how we talked about there was no way it was going to happen unless Fitzpatrick looked like you know a friggin' amazing like superstar 20, quarterback, like 2015 Jets and quarterback. This is 2015 Jets. This is well, this is, Fitzpatrick has never done this before. Well, I was saying, but like, like that was the only way. But then he's exceeded. He's those. oh, he's gone ridiculously way past that. I mean, he's it's nuts. I mean, him, and, we, and it's funny how we talked about Dirk Cutter being the first to possibly get it fired. Um, yeah, that's obviously not happened because Tampa Bay is playing way over their heads, and they're looking really good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, air dominance in general, but, I mean, all these quarterbacks are throwing for over 400 yards. I mean, what, there was four or five quarterbacks that threw for over 400 yards uh, yesterday? Well, yeah, they go nuts passing. But it's just crazy. It's a passing league. Oh, for sure. it's absolutely yeah, I mean, crazy. Dirk Carter really helped himself by giving over the offensive coordinator duties. We see it time and time again where a guy known for his offense comes into a situation and thinks he could be the head coach and the coordinator, and it just doesn't fucking work. Like, and Andy Reid, well, he even had Nagy, but Todd Munkin got the job. He's looking great. Um, but it just never works. You it's never good when the coach takes over duties as a uh, coordinator as well. Yeah, but, man. Um, and he's making yeah. Deshaun Jackson look like like Deshaun Jackson back on the Eagles. Like he looks like crazy good. Yeah, it's a good pairing um, between Fitzpatrick, Jackson, and Evans because Fitzpatrick's always been a quarterback that just likes to sling it. He'll get he'll throw interceptions a lot, um, but. Evans is the perfect guy to throw 50-50 balls to. And hey. Jackson is also the perfect guy to chuck it up to. Because I think Jackson might be the best receiver in history at locating balls in the air, deep balls. He just like when that ball is bombed, there's nobody better at 
tracking it until it comes down into his hands. He's so unbelievable at deep balls. And even with that, Jameis sucked at throwing deep balls to Jackson and Evans uh, the past couple years. Like he, it was like ten percent he would hit hit them. And Fitzpatrick's probably I forget the stats how I think it was around like forty percent, like something crazy. Well, I'm I'm sorry, man. I'm on the I'm on that now the bandwagon that if unless Fitzpatrick completely melts down these next two games, he's got to continue to be a starter, right? Well, he's definitely starting week four because they have a short week, and well, yeah. Jameis won't be will only have like two days of practice. Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. Like, like at least the next two, at least you know like. But and like, I think they have a bye that next week, so I think after like week six, like after the bye, we'll see Jameis maybe. I'm not sure it's much of a controversy. I think you lose all your fans if you put Jameis back. Yeah. With it. Like, there's, there's no way you could justify it. He has thrown for just the receiver, just the three receivers have, um, oh man, I wrote it down a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> they have 600 Godwin, um, Deshaun and Evans. Evans and Deshaun doing most of the damage, but Godwin's looked pretty good. Those three in the first two games have 602 yards and seven touchdowns. Yeah, I think Deshaun's averaging 30 yards per reception or something like that, which is it's yeah you baffling. can't justify. I don't. It's not a controversy right now. Yeah, unless he he has to implode. Yeah, yeah. So he has to like go the opposite, like one touchdown and eight interceptions in the next the next two games. Like, and I think this is a good segue. Guess who they have at home next? The Steelers. team that seems to be imploding in the locker room, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. Yeah, that, ugh, that seems not, I mean, they, yeah, they put up a ton of points, but they don't, they did not look, they don't look right. Well, also, I mean, the whole offensive line, speaking out against Le'Veon Bell was not a good sign. Like, uh, Antonio Brown responded to like a former Steelers, like, front office worker saying like, trade, like, when he said that Big Ben made AB. Maybe, uh, Brown responded like, trade me, find out. Yeah, that was pretty, uh, um, it's pretty crazy. But, yeah, their defense sucks. Oh, it's awful. But, their defense sucks and they, they need to play possession football. They're like a, a big strike team right now with Juju and Brown and stuff. They need Bell to get those five yard catches and slow down the game. They, uh, this is a different season with Bell. Connor's been running fine. Don't get me wrong. He, he's had a good start, but there's only one guy, there's only a couple guys like Bell in the league who could just constantly get six yard catches. Yeah, no, he's, they, they need Bell. They really do. And it shows, it, you're right, it showed in this game and they, they, um, it's not going to bode well for them if he continues to sit out. This offense is not going to work right. And yeah, so. That was the classic Big Ben at home, just down, down a couple of touchdowns and just slinging it all over the place and racking up a shit ton of points. Yeah, and yeah. The, if you have him, sit him. This game, just do do it. Well, do, playing at Tampa, at home, play him away, sit him. There's yeah. just no reason not to do that. He's terrible on the road. He's a top three quarterback at home. It's so it's so weird. I've never like usually the dome quarterbacks have disparities. But never this big of a disparity, and he's not even a dome quarterback. Like it makes no sense. Was Drew Brees even that big of a disparity at his uh at the height of his uh home road splits? No way, because Drew Brees was like a confident quarterback on the road, and then an, a 
mega superstar at yeah, home. Yeah, Ben Ben just like he forgets that he knows how to play quarterback when he leaves, you know, Pittsburgh. It's it's really weird. It's really strange. Also, you know, he's gonna be super sweaty in Tampa. <laughs> so he's probably gonna have a loose grip on the ball. Sure, yeah, that's I'm, good. I'm, th- I'm thinking a couple fumbles. <laughs> easily, easily a couple fumbles. Um, like on the other end though, Mahomes is what we were talking about. I mean, 10 touchdowns in two games. That's a that, record. That's madness. This. Well, yeah, it's a record. I mean, 20, he had 21, he had three touchdown passes, I think, in the first quarter. Yeah, he had more touchdown passes than incompletions against Pittsburgh. Uh, Travis Kelsey got knocked over into the end zone by one of his passes. Like, he, he looks good. He's nuts. Man. He really does. And, uh, I mean, not much, I guess there's not much else to say about that except you play him over any other quarterback right now. What about, uh, Watkins actually getting involved and looking pretty good? Like they got him on some, like, screen passes. But is this- On some crossing routes. Is this the Watkins he had game? Some running even? Yeah. He had one year, one for 31. Is this the, is this the Watkins game though? Like someone- But it wasn't like the classic, like just random well, out of nowhere Watkins game where he scores three touchdowns and is never heard of again. Well, we don't like, know. It was a solid game. It was, I know, six for a hundred and a touchdown, right? And one for 31 on the rushing. Like, yeah, but I'm saying like, will he fade into obscurity again? Like, it's so hard to predict his games. Like, do you trust him after this one game because it was six receptions and he was, you know, not just being used as like a straight, you know, you know, one route? Yeah, I wonder where the six receptions rank for Sammy Watkins um in the last couple of years. I got I gotta think that It's gotta be up there. That's a recent high. He doesn't really He never saw like more than like four targets last year, I feel like. But I'm still not sold yet. I I have to see more from Sammy Watkins, you know, before I, I truly trust him. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's just that whole offense is unbelievable. And look, and look, Hunt's not doing too much, but you gotta think that there's gonna be games where they're not blowing people out completely and have to use them a little more. Yeah, nah, I wouldn't worry about Hunt. And, and honestly, if someone is worried about him, I would try and, try and get him because like you said, they're not gonna constantly just be throwing the ball and blowing teams out. They're gonna, they're gonna have to start using Kareem Hunt. And, uh, yeah, I would. I I think that'd be a good candidate to. I mean, are we doing that? Buy lows or selling? We're doing that, right? Well, I mean, you, you can put it in that, or you can just talk about it. All right. Well, I just, I just you know, we brought him up. So, but I really like Kareem Hunt going forward, even though he hasn't done too too. I mean, he had a decent game this game this, this week, but nah, I don't. Did he even? I don't think he did anything this week. Yeah, he scored a touchdown. Did uh, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, I like him as a buy low. What did you say that uh, Sammy Watkins stat line was? Oh. Um... It was six for a hundred. Last year in, in week three, he had six catches for 106 yards and two touchdowns. That's what I'm saying. Did he have 106 again? No. Six catches? No, his next highest was 82. He was one catch, zero catch, one, three, one, two, three, four, three, three, two, three, the rest of the season. So it matches a year, a high in the last year. Yeah. Over a year. Yeah. All right, well. About a year, yeah. So would you play him this week coming? Nah, I'd want to see it again. Yeah, I want him to do two in a row. Same. Make sure it's not, you know, bullshit. <laughs> um, anything else on week two? I got a couple things. Um, or well, actually, I have one more thing I'm really what? want to talk about. Um, how Arizona has only scored six points in two games. 
Um, their offense looks absolutely abysmal. They well, yeah, can't do anything. Bradford have like 60 yards in like the third quarter is or something this, like that. I mean, this, this is, uh, this is, this is worse than the Bills. I mean, they're six points in two games and they barely scored in the first game. They, they almost got shut out in two straight games. Like, are we, I mean, I know, I know Fitz is actually hurt. Um, but are we going to be worried about David Johnson? Like, can this offense support anybody uh, in fantasy? I mean, they play, who they play week one? The, the Rams. No, no, the, well, the, 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 red, the, the Redskins. The Redskins. Oh, that's right. Redskins and the Rams. Mm, I mean, I mean, if you, if you have David Johnson, you're not sitting him because he was like your, the third or fourth or fifth overall pick. But people might be panicking. But are you worried you're not going to get first round value out of him for the rest of the season? I still think that there is a um, little escape valve, and that's can he get jump started by uh, Rosen? Rosen going yeah. in? Like there's a there's at least like a a little button in the back of your mind to push, and it's like everything could can possibly be better. Yeah, once Bradford is. They, yeah, once Brad and if they start Bradford another week, I don't really know what they're doing. Yeah, and he's uh, just like the worst quarterback in the NFL. I'd put him than Eli right now. But again, as, if if someone's panicking, I would uh, look because David, like I said, yeah, David Johnson. People, I, there are people who panic after one week. You know, always, always overreactions. But now if you have someone like that, after two weeks, you might be able to get yourself someone good for, you know, 60 cents on the dollar, 75 cents on the dollar. I mean, and their coach, uh, Steve Wilkos, or whatever his name is, um, has said like they're going to use David Johnson more in the slot, get him more passes and everything, so. Well, that's what he is. He's a great receiving back. So, you know, everyone, yeah, he every- hasn't nearly gotten enough. Touches. Every other running back's catching what, ten plus. Last week, it's not enough. <laughs> I mean, when every running back in the league is catching ten plus balls in a game, it's you know you gotta get David Johnson some catches. Okay, what about this? You get him for the same price? Would you rather David Johnson or Kareem Hunt? Same price? Yeah. Mm. No, that's tough. I want to say David, but that offense is so good in Kansas City that it's just. Yeah, I want Hunt for the touchdown capabilities. Like, I just don't – what's David Johnson going to get? Six touchdowns this year maybe for how terrible that offense is? Even if he starts racking up the yards and the catches more, I want Hunt for the possibility of, like, a nice 12-touchdown what, campaign. What bothers – the only thing that worries me about Hunt right now, but obviously I'm still in on him, is that in two games he has one catch. So he doesn't have that Alex Smith dumper uh, mentality. <laughs> You know, like I mean, love, any... <laughs> love talking about <laughs> It's true, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's true, and he doesn't have that. And to Mah- be honest, you know, Mahomes is just working through the entire offense. It's going to be his what third start this week. Yeah, he'll so like. I, I mean, yeah. he he'll get everyone involved. So I would, yeah, I, like. I think I think I would go Hunt over David Johnson right now, which is crazy. I don't, I mean, to feel like that. I guess In the beginning, that- David. People thought, you know, David Johnson could have been, you know, a one if they really liked, you know, but that's, you know. I mean, that's what I think too. I look, what about, um, just people who drafted a running back with their first or second pick and it wasn't Gurley? 
like the top of the rankings running back. Yeah. Gurley and McCaffrey have done shit, have been real nice. Oh, and Kamara, obviously. Gurley, McCaffrey, and Kamara, but like Johnson, Bell, Fournette's been out, Cooks, uh, Cook is not doing too much, um, Hunt's all right, Freeman's oh. been out, Mixon's out now. Barkley and Elliott, not bad. I mean, not bad. Yeah, Barkley's racking up you know, the, the catches, fourteen receptions, and the dumpers. So. <laughs> oh man! Well, the thing is though, the Giants, besides that one giant run by Barkley, like they have like three hundred yards of like three hundred twenty-five yards of offense in two games. Yeah, it's not good. Besides, it's, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, he, he's getting yards purely. On his talent, like oh, yeah. he's getting hit. He he's never, he never, one, yeah, he never gets. He never goes down the first guy. It's pretty remarkable to see. Um, it's pretty stupid that we picked a running back, but it's pretty remarkable to see. <laughs> um, all right, I mean, going on to the other bad team so far, the first two weeks, the Bills. Um, hey, they put up twenty points. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, Josh Allen made a nice throw late. They uh, they had a guy quit on him during halftime, yeah. which is crazy. Vontae Never Davis, seen. man, that's crazy. He's like, peace, I'm done with my career. I'm leaving the stadium. I'm like that's fucking, <laughs> that's so nuts. <laughs> that that just that's 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 actually probably the funniest story I think of all of the whole weekend. Just <laughs> pieces out at halftime, yeah. leaves the stadium gone. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's so funny. I just don't get how people throw away that much money. I don't. I don't know. It's just you know what. I think. I think he had five million guaranteed though. I think I'd probably fight to get that back though if you walk out at halftime. Yeah, I, I think he probably could. <laughs> oh, he, he has the. Uh, they have the walk out at halftime clause in, in, in every contract. The Doug Marone clause. <laughs> where you could quit and still get paid and go to another team. Oh my god! But that was pretty funny. Um, uh, and, uh, if you want to segue into some, some sort of injury stuff, LaShawn McCoy has a rib injury. Um, he left the game and you want no part of Ivory or I can't remember the other guy's name, uh, who would be starting in place of McCoy. Especially against the Vikings. Or in general. And, um, but as of right now, it's unknown how much time, if any, McCoy will miss, but... You know, that's just another blow to the the Bills. You know, garbage All offense. Right. Here's a fantasy challenge for this week. What? Play, put a bill in your starting lineup, and win your week, and send a picture to us. We're not going to give you anything, but we'll think it's super cool. If you if you <laughs> oh, man. a bill and win, that's pretty awesome. It's got to be the kicker, right? Oh yeah, yeah I guess. it's got to be the kicker. Like that's the, your best bet of getting any yeah. sort of points. Like even like like, like Charles Clay is useless now. It's like there's like there's so many useless. It's, uh, it's bad there. It's not as bad as Arizona, but it's bad there. Yeah, uh, talking about places where it's pretty bad. Uh, the Browns Browns the way another another win. Classic Browns. Uh, well, first off, they're using a kicker who has a pulled groin. Like, why would you have him the first two weeks? Knowing that he's hurt and groins are pretty important to kickers, so like obviously their first two games come down to uh, to well, kicks. Well, they have they, he is no longer on that team. They signed a rookie, and he's pretty much yeah. The guy he has like a, he had like a sixty five percent extra point or field goal percentage in college. So my question is, how the hell did it take this long for Dan Bailey to get onto a team like the most accurate kicker in history? I was actually I was going to lead off this 
the the episode if he wasn't signed by the Vikings earlier today with Dan ba- Bailey should join the Colin Kaepernick collusion case. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like Dan, ba- how it's nuts. But now, now he's on the Vikings, so the Vikings now have themselves an awesome kicker. And but going back to the Browns, yeah, that sucks, man. That and and you saw Will Lutz from New Orleans like consoling him. <laughs> <laughs> how is there such a kicker crisis? How is there not thirty-two people? In um, America, that can't kick field goals. Like, I don't get where, how this is such a crisis. I have no idea. I know. Were oh, they also working out? Who was working out? Blair Walsh. Someone was. Uh, was that, was that, oh, no. I think that was the Browns. That was the Browns. Yeah. Oh man, oh, they they, no. they had Browns it up there by taking. That him. would have been just be a triangle of sadness right there. But yeah, I mean, they they just find again. It's you know 2018, and they continue to find ways not to win. And and here we have uh fifty year old Sebastian Janikowski kicking fifty seven year old field goals like, <laughs> <laughs> like he could do it until he dies. It was Sebastian Janik- look at look how big he is. Like he is just a yeah. he's like a tank. Like <laughs> at least- yeah, he has the body of somebody who retired from the league fifteen years ago. Oh my ago. god. He just powered on freaking like kielbasa and pierogies. <laughs> <He does. laughs> I could easily see him with sausage. <laughs> Really slurping him down, <laughs> but uh, yeah, kicker crisis. Poor Browns, they just can't. They keep finding ways to tie or lose, hilarious fashion. Um, Mayfield, what do you think? Week five under over. I Tyrod's looked bad. Yeah, no, Baker Mayfield's gonna be um, in sooner rather than later. And I, I believe you were talking about um, the possibility of trading for Duke Johnson. I think his value goes up once Baker Mayfield is a quarterback. Because of the the, the dumpers. <laughs> Tyrod's not a dumper. Like um He's a short thrower. Yeah, he is, but he's not a dumper. And I Although think Although that bomb the at the end of the game Landry. That game at the that bomb at the end of the game was one of the most beautiful throws. Perfectly arched to the back of the end zone to get, to get him in stride. To, uh, Callaway? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Tyrod, though, man. He struggles all game, and then he does something that makes you believe again, and you want to just stick with him. It's not going to be enough if they can't win. Points and he... It's not going to be enough if they can't win. So Baker Mayfield will be in sooner rather than later, and that, I think, puts Duke Johnson's value up. So don't panic on Duke, and if you want to buy low on him because you're afraid, do it because you could probably get him for almost nothing now. But. Yeah, I, I'm a. I was offered a Duke for Garcon trade, and I'm thinking about it. But I, that Chiefs matchup with, um, the 49ers this week looks so yummy. Yeah, Garoppolo's gonna look gonna gonna have a nice game. So Garcon could be a recipient of that. Yeah, that Chiefs defense is garbage. 876 passing yards in the first two weeks. Um, so you wanna. Jump on that train while Eric Berry's still out. Yep. Yeah. Just play all the players that are going against the Chiefs. I kind of have a uh, a theory about their defense is that their offense scores too quickly and too much, and that they're on the <laughs> field too much, and the other team's <laughs> always thrown against them, so they get gassed and just allow a bunch of uh b- bunch of uh, passing yards, and then they don't really care because they know their offense will be able to get it right back. <laughs> yeah, they might as well just let them score. It's like, ah, whatever. Yeah, a f- like the defense giving up a field goal is great. If they gave up a field goal every possession, yeah, that would be amazing because what do you get, like eight, nine, ten percent? Like you could give up 
anything under 30 given up to the Chiefs is a win because they're just bomb city. Oh, yeah. Just, oh, God, it's so beautiful to watch. It's perfect football to watch. It's what everybody wants to watch. Uh, speaking of what everyone wants to watch is uh, the Patriots losing. The Jaguars played uh, pretty m- almost a perfect game against them, stayed aggressive at the end, kept throwing with uh, Bortles and a bunch of swing passes that the receivers were able to break. And I kind of, I, I don't know if it's a hot take, but I would take that they're better without Fournette because they're able to diversify their offense and don't rely on him as much. Uh, in the long run, I don't think that's going to be the case. They're 4-0 without him and score over 30 points a game. That's still a small sample size. <laughs> um, I will say catch of the year possibility with Keelan Cole. Um, that was amazing. Yeah, that was know. nuts. I mean, that was just a ridiculous, ridiculous catch. Um, yeah, but they look good. D.D. Westbrook made a nice, like I said, uh, catch and run for a touchdown. Uh, Bortles looked efficient. Uh, uh, he was putting everyone into the spin cycle like a washing machine. <laughs> On the Patriots with his runs. So, yeah, I, yeah, he likes playing the Patriots, huh? And Yellen didn't look too bad again, like, you know, I, 10 for 50 or something like that. He was not bad. The, uh, the other guy, Grant, looked electric. He made at least two guys miss on every, on every time he t- got the ball. Well, they got a lot, of, they do have a lot of talent on that, young talent on that team too, so, you know. I do still think they, they're gonna need Fournette when games get a little uglier. I think the Giants game was a little testimony testament to that if the giants had any semblance of an offense they could have easily won that 15 to 20 game but i get where you're coming from john i think it's a mix i think if they if they use the same offense they do when fournette's out and Mm. just add them to it they could be the best versions of themselves if they trusted blake a little more with fournette in the game then they'd be the best versions of themselves. Like, I don't get why they have to play a completely different game when Fournette's out and when Fournette's in. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Um, all right, let's go on. Uh, one last thing is uh, Wentz is back now, so he'll be playing for the Eagles in week three. Does that sour you on Aguilar at all? He's been a pretty big PPR monster. No, I don't think so because Jeffrey's still week to week. Uh, they just lost Mike Wallace. Uh, Mike Wallace. He, uh, I think he fractured his ankle possibly. What? Possibly. So. Fibula. 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 Yeah. Whatever. All right. So he's out for a while. Uh, Even with Jeffrey back, do we think Aguilar's a full season wide receiver too on fantasy? I mean, he was, he was better than him last year. I think, what is this, his third season? I think he's kind of just hitting his stride as a good wide receiver. Remember this one? I think, fourth, I think it's his fourth season. Top of the second? I think he's a, I think this is his fourth RC. season. But, is it? And, but Jeff, remember, we, he looked very touchdown dependent last year. Like he only had like 700 yards, right? Something like that. Yeah, he didn't have a very good year. So I like Aguilar more, in a, especially in PPR formats. I think he's going to get those, those, you know, those underneath route catches and, you know, do six to eight catches a game, which, you know, not going to be like the first game where he gets nine catches for ten yards. I think it's going to be a little more, you know, a little little better with Wentz throwing the ball. So, how many um how many years for um for Aguilar? Do you say his fourth year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I was, looking at the, I was looking at the game logs. Yeah, this is his fourth year. <laughs> yeah. All right. So he's you know coming into it. I like him. And he's gone up every year. Uh, first year, twenty three receptions for two hundred. 83 yards, but he only played 
twelve games. Then he played fourteen the next year, and he got three hundred sixty-five yards with thirty-six receptions. And he played every game last year, and he had seven hundred sixty-eight yards with sixty-two receptions. So he's like kind of just building on his career every year, being a little better yeah. receiver. I like him. I like him. So I guess there's no uh, no motion against that. No. And, right. uh, one of these, uh, you, Quickly we, go over some of the other injuries that we didn't mention. Uh, Greg Zerline, surprise, scratch, screw a lot of people. Hopefully they're still available when they're in the league, even yep. though they got they had their kicker get zero and defense get negative two. Groin city. Um, and let's see, we mentioned Dalvin Cook a little bit. Tweaked his hamstring, probably okay. Not Joe, serious, they said. Joe Mixon's probably out for at least a couple games. They said up to a month, knee procedure that was like from an old injury. Yeah. So. Uh, LaShawn McCoy. Ribs. Ribs. Fitzgerald. Uh, um, they're not broken. He's played with this before apparently, but I'm not playing him against the Vikings anyways. Put him in your lineup and if you win, <laughs> then send us a picture. Um. Yeah, the same, <laughs> yeah, there we go. The same injury was, um, I think the beginning of last season with Jordan Howard had the same injury and, uh, he took a shot. Oh in yeah. Oh, I remember that. Out for the rest of the game. And then he came back the next game. It's just like every, every time somebody has this type of rib injury, they're just one hit away from it, only giving you a quarter. Yeah. It's pain management. It's how much can you take? And then those hits are just going to add up, especially, yeah. and then, you know what? If the weather gets colder and cold, if the weather doesn't get colder, it's going to make it even worse. Ty Montgomery too. You remember when he had that great start? Oh, oh yeah, that's what yeah, I was thinking right, about. Yeah. Oh my god, fucking Ty Montgomery. They should go back to him. He was actually looking good in a couple of runs he had. Um, and last, uh, uh, just quickly to move on, what? Fitzgerald has a strained hamstring. Um, you mentioned that already. I, quite, I tried to, but um, yeah. All so. right, let's go on to some week three games. Uh, first one for us is the Saints at the Falcons. Saints escaped. Barely against the lowly Browns. I'm surprised you put the Saints on this. Is it just because they're playing the Falcons? Well, no. It's just... There's not that many, like... <laughs> there's actually not that many great games this great week. Great matchups. Um, for the Saints, Michael Thomas has been a beast. Alvin Kamara didn't, had a little bit of a down game, but whatever. Um, Falcons finally scored in the red zone. To a couple times, actually. Calvin, Well, two runs by... Calvin Ridley and Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan, two rushing touchdowns? Like, that's... That's an anomaly, right? That's not, yeah. It's not going to happen again. Uh, Tevin Coleman looked great. Um, Devonta Freeman probably, I think, might be out again. Yeah. They said a couple weeks, so roll Tevin Coleman versus Saints, which is, uh, you know, he just looks good, obviously. And, um, you know, but the Saints, it's, it's the three. You play Breeze, you play Thomas, you play Kamara. And Thomas just looks like the ultimate, like, reception guy now. I mean... It's insane. Set the record for the most receptions in two games. Yeah, he's going off. I'm really regretting not going uh, wide receiver, wide receiver, and picking Fournette over him in my one draft. But uh, Julio, on the other hand, is he ever going to find the end zone again? Um, it's it's debatable. Does Julio get another touchdown this season? These are the questions we need to know. Yeah, he's the answer. It's, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating to be. That's why I'm so glad I passed over him in so many leagues. Just it's. Fr- I mean, yeah, I'm sure he'll have that game where he goes for two fifty and two touchdowns, or one two fifty and one touchdown, most likely. But uh I just, I'm glad. I'd rather have someone like Thomas, who every week it looks like he's going to get you, you know, seven to ten receptions easily. Yeah, I mean, he certainly looks like the better receiver for sure. 
Um, like there's it. a lot of frustrating first round players this year. Julio's never going to get a touchdown. Uh, Eli can't throw it more than 20 yards, so that really hampers the second's value. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of. Watkins is running for his life in Houston. Uh, and Hopkins is just so fucking good, but you know, he had a good game. He had a really good game, and then he had a decent game week one, but you're just always worried that now that offensive line. Yeah, if, if Watson gets hurt, that value of Hopkins goes down too, so. But, yeah, you're right. The whole offensive lines out there. The whole first, the whole first round is, is, it's been quite frustrating for the most part, you know. But, hey, that's fantasy football for you. We, um, anything else? I mean, do we really want, I mean, what else do you want to touch on about the Saints? I mean, they, you know, it's always a great game. They, they, they play each other tough. Again, it's always like, it's like a, like a Browns versus Steelers or like a, the, the Ravens versus Bengals. Like, you just don't pay attention to the books. It's just gonna be a fucking, you know, shit show, the game. Right? What? I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. Every game is a shit <laughs> show with the Browns. Oh, uh, but, oh my god. Anyway. But yeah, what I'm saying is like, they're always, these games don't, aren't really indicative of what the teams are really like, cause they, they just play differently versus each other. Sounds like you're making excuses already. Um, alright, let's go on to the, uh, the Battle of LA. Chargers at Rams. Rams have looked, uh, pretty solid. Haven't played the best competition though. Um, Todd Gurley's beast. He's just. He actually didn't have a lot of good, good game last week. I mean, he had, yeah, he had three touchdowns and like 28 yards and like 10 carries. Like he didn't look that great in his, in his attempts, but obviously he found the end zone three times. Oh yeah, he's playing the Cardinals. Yeah, he had a very AJ Green day. I was, had, I was gonna say Melvin Gordon. Yeah, and Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon has that day every week. <laughs> Melvin Gordon's gonna lead the league in touchdowns this year and come in at like 20 in yards or something. Crazy. He just always finds the end zone. But so does, I mean, Gurley, yeah, it's a good sign. He's, him and Gordon are just gonna get you so many touchdowns. I do like, um, Brandon Cooks. Uh, had a nice, really, really nice game and I, I see that happening again this week. Um, I, the Rams, like I said, the, the competition hasn't been, you know, great that they've played so far, but they've looked really solid, you know, defense and offense. And I like, you know, they've taken care of business against inferior competition. Which is what you want to do. And this will yeah. be a nice game to, to see this who, is the- uh, but shoot out of the week? Oh yeah. Oh wow. I don't know, man. I think the Rams defense is too good for there to be a, I don't know. I think the, the Chargers have a, a long day ahead of them. And we're gonna, you know, our, our boy, Eckler, he, um, he might be a sit candidate this, uh. Oh, I'm this going week. the exact opposite. Oh. Rams have been giving it up to pass catching running backs because their corners are so dominant that I really like pass catching running backs against the Rams. You know, they just have all those all pros sitting back there. And you want those little dumpers, especially to somebody as electric as Eckler. And Rivers is never not a quarterback to uh, make it a close game in the fourth. You know he's going to get 200 yards in the fourth if they're down by 14. And soap up. I really, I really like Eckler in this game. I think they're going to be down a couple touchdowns. They're going to put him in as a fourth quarter chain mover, and he's going to get like a good five receptions in the fourth quarter. You know, Melvin Gordon actually has, I think, more receiving yards this year than he does rushing yards. He's had a lot of receptions, so 
Melvin Gordon yeah, has been in when they're doing the hurry up offense. They're no. both in there. No, but you know, I mean, look, I'm just a little nervous. The Rams defenses looks really, really stout. So, nah, I mean, look at the performance Derek Carr put in. Look at with a Cardinals shout out. It's, I think it's more matchup as to like their defense is really good, but Char- uh, Rivers can be able to throw against them. Keenan at like Mike Williams, I would probably sit. Yeah, no, he's a sit. That's like sure. you're still playing Keenan Allen, obviously. Can't say Keenan, but like I, I still think they'll be able to move the ball. It'll be like something like like thirty-one twenty-four or something like that. Hmm. All right. Maybe I'm a little low. We'll see. It's a good game though. Uh, I, I I will enjoy watching that game. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go on to a uh, game we mentioned before: the Forty ers at Chiefs. Forty oh. ers Coming off uh, beating. Oh. oh, this is the shootout of the week. Oh, come on! Are you kidding me? So uh, I just th- I think this can go exactly like the last two Chiefs games, where they're gonna get out to like a two touchdown lead. Jimmy G's gonna have to try and throw the 49ers back into it. Um, what do we think about Matt Breda leading the league in rushing through two games? Like. I think it's pretty safe to say I think he's the running back, not Alfred Morris. Oh, well, yeah, for sure. I mean, he also had, like, a 70-yard touchdown that where the Lions just, like, all fell down and, like, <laughs> let him through. But still, I mean, leading, leading the league in rushing, I mean, he definitely— Yeah, but, I mean, 46 yards one game and 138 the other, so it's kind of more of a—it could have been a one-off game. Uh, all right. You know, still, you put up 138, and, yes, half of that was on one giant run. But still, look— is that really leading the like league, it. though, 184 yards? Yeah, how sad is that? Man, it has not been a running year. I told you, like, how many receivers have probably over 200 yards and not one running back has over over 200? It's, it's... You really need a running back that can catch a pass. Yep, considering, That's like why... I said, all of them are catching passes now. That's why it's so infuriating that Alex Collins doesn't get more passes. Oh, it's so frustrating. Because he's fucking, like, everything he did catch that game... He spun and dipped and dove and threw people over for 30 yards. Every time he's catching the ball, he was moving it downfield. Allen had more targets and receptions, I believe, but like 30 fewer yards in, like, through the air. Like, it's... <sighs> also, Alex Collins already has 10 broken tackles this season and like, on like 20 something touches. Buck Allen only has two. Yeah, it's not, it's not even close. I don't understand what Harbaugh sees. Like, it, Whatever, yeah, whatever. I don't want, I don't want to discuss that. Just to say, uh, this is going to be a great game for Garoppolo, I think. Uh, like, as you, as Brian, you mentioned, the Chiefs have given up like 800 something yards in two games, passing yards. So, I mean, it's going to be. 876. How do you guys not have this as a shootout of the week? I mean, Mahomes is going to throw, Mahomes is going to throw eight touchdowns. Garoppolo is probably going to throw four. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be absolute. Um, all right. Well, for the 49ers. Are we start if Goodwin plays? You're starting him. If uh, you are you starting Garcon? I think so. This week, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, yeah I like the only guy I don't like is Morris. I don't like anybody who is just a pure runner against the Chiefs because you're going to get down too much. Yeah, yeah, because he, yeah, he'll be out if, yeah. if the Chiefs go up two scores. Morris is never going to see the field. All right, and what yeah. about um, uh, the guy with the cool hair, Pettis, on the 49ers? He had a solid, I mean, he had a solid game last week with Goodwin now. If Goodwin plays, is, is he still relevant or? 
I don't think so. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too deep down any stock on okay. in him yet. So, but I, I, I like Kittle to have a little bit of a bounce back game. Very upsetting last week. <sighs> Very yeah, upsetting. It was really upsetting. That was a weird game. Garoppolo barely. What did he throw? Like 18 passes that game. Yeah, they're yeah, they're all. There's a lot of running going on in that game. Yeah, that was a weird one. I mean, they won, so you can't say anything bad, negative about them. But you just didn't expect them to play the Lions and throw under 20 times. Yeah, and yeah, it was weird. But I, like I said, I, I expect a bounce back. And on the Chiefs side, you just you say yes, right? Very much yes. Hunt, Hill, Kelsey, Mahomes. Right? I mean, Watkins if you're feeling a little bit frisky. But I mean, we wouldn't trust them. That might be a, a not not a bad. Um, like DFS play if he's cheap still. Right? Uh, I'm not sure. If he, yeah, I don't know how cheap he is. I, like I haven't looked at him yet. I think not terrible. So, you know, I think that's that's the only way I'd play him. Like we said, we want to see it again. But no, tell this is definitely the shootout of the week, man. Love it. Um, what do we got for game four? Uh, we got the the Monday night showdown of two. Two offenses that clicked unbelievably last week. Steelers at the Bucks. The only thing with the Steelers is they are on the road. So like we mentioned before, Big Ben's probably gonna throw a bunch of picks. And it's gonna be humid and hot. (laughs) It could be three in a row. Three offensive juggernauts. Yes. The, I don't know. The Steelers, they, I mean, they went nuts. Antonio Brown didn't even really get involved. Uh, Jesse James had looks like he's kind of heading towards fantasy relevance. He had a nice game uh, uh, this past week. Does Vance McDonald coming back do anything to him? Nah, uh, not the first week back. Nah, I don't think so at all. No, I mean like not playing Vance McDonald. I'm saying does it does it sap uh, Jesse James? No, I don't think so. Uh, no, no, I'm no, saying no. like not the first week. Like I think they'll let him get acclimated. Maybe in a couple weeks, if he if like he starts doing well, I, like, I, or if he starts playing more than he acts yet. But I don't think at all. I think I think I'd rather I think Jesse James will be fine with Vance McDonald back. I don't think that affects him. So, but all right, Vance McDonald was more of the pass catcher when he was healthy. I don't still, I, don't, I still look. It's not gonna happen. Vance McDonald, you're a bum. Um, all right, playing James Conner still, right? I mean, yeah, you play, I mean, the Bucks defense isn't good. Um you have to play him. He didn't have a great game uh at all in week 2, so he sort of fell back to earth after the, the you know, the amazing game week 1. So scored a touchdown. Um yeah, but you know, he but he was really like bad running the ball, but of course, like I said, they got to a early lead the Chiefs. Um, I, I like, I'd play Connor, absolutely, Brown, Juju, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're playing your guys, the, the Bucks are another defense that gives up. Not eight. Big Ben, though. Like, honestly, it might suck to say them, but, you just can't do it on the road. There's too many good quarterbacks. Play fucking Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I'd rather play Fitzpatrick over, um, over Big Ben, especially in Tampa, you know? Uh, can you, what? do you have, do you have to keep going with all three of the Bucks wide receivers until they, Come back down to earth at all? I mean, I I think so. I mean, you can't not play Evans and definitely Deshaun Jackson. I mean, there's a there's an argument to probably you know for some people who have might might have better options for Godwin. Um, 
but yeah, he might not. He's not a home run hitter, it seems like, but he seems like he's gonna get you 15 points. He's such a five for 50 with a touchdown type of guy. I just, I mean, of the players, uh, although actually, I don't know. I mean, if you had a flex, if you had a flex spot that you know, uh, let's say you already have a tight end in a flex spot, would you rather play OJ Howard or or Godwin? Because OJ Howard looks good too. Yeah, I know it was a long touchdown pass, but you know he still looks good and obviously. I think I'd rather Godwin. All right. Just... He, uh, yeah, I mean, in like non PPR, he's had double digits in two straight weeks, which is pretty hard to do for like a non-star receiver. I feel like. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and yeah, you know what? Versus an Eagles defense that looked really good week one versus the Falcons and sort of. I don't know. Is Tampa just that good? Maybe, maybe you do play Godwin. Yeah. It's tough. I think against the, Steel, the Steelers defense that has absolutely collapsed already, yeah. you can tell they're yeah. just, they're not, they're not on the same page. On the road, be bright lights, Tampa's gonna be rocking, you know, home opener, not home opener, I don't know why I said that. Uh, they're gonna be riding high, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, one player on the, on the Bucks that is not producing is, um, Peyton Barber? Peyton Barber. Yeah. They, I mean, they haven't been running the ball. They've been slinging it. You know? Well, which is not, like, he, he's averaging, like, you would think with the ridiculous passing attack that defenses would be open up to the, uh, to the run game. But he's averaging like two and a half yards per carry. Yeah, I would not play him. I would just, you're right. I would, I'm sold on Godwin after you, you guys were talking about him a bit. And yeah, just play him until they can't do it again. I mean, how bad did Roy, uh, not Richard, um, Ronald Jones have to look to lose out to this guy? Yeah, really bad. He's not even active. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. He wasn't. Yeah, it's awful. Either game. Yeah, he's Jaquizzi's still their backup, right? I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, so. he must look terrible. <laughs> well, there you go. Roll the uh, roll the um, the Tampa Bay uh, wide receivers in the potential third shootout of the week. <laughs> Um, anything else in those games? Mm, I don't think so. Nah, alright, good. Let's move on. Alright, let's go on to start sits. Start sits, you seem so excited for that. Uh, yeah, we'll do, I guess I'll do three guys, whatever. Uh, my first one is Demarius Thomas at Baltimore. I am sitting him. He has not gelled with Case Keenum for whatever reason. He dropped like, five, like four passes last game. I was watching it and it was just frustrating. Case Keenum's looked very uh up and down so far these first two weeks. I don't know if he's just gelling with the team or whatnot, but a lot of gelling going on. He's not not looking like the the cool under guy uh cool under pressure guy that he was with the Vikings last year. Good so, first game though. I know he had the three interceptions, but a lot of yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still, still got like two and oh. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. I think he's looking alright. He's looking alright, you know. He's had a lot of questionable he's also had a bunch of like dropped picks. Look. Right now, that offense seems to be Lindsey and Sanders are the two guys yeah. that are really eating. Yeah. Well, speaking of Lindsey, I said you sit him this week. And I know people are like, what? The guys looked amazing. But I don't think the Ravens' defense is what they were versus the Bengals. Again, like I said, those AFC North matchups versus each other, you throw that shit out the window. Also, it was... Thursday night game, and they were traveling to Cincinnati, and the white team rarely does good the, in those. I think the Ravens team is 
defense is closer to the defense you saw versus the Bills than the defense you saw versus the Bengals. First off, you can't judge a team what they do against the Bills. No, that's, I, that's the outlier. But what I'm trying to say is I think that – Not the their, Thursday night game. Their, it's not the outlier. Their defense is closer to a, the game versus the Bills than it was versus the Bengals. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like they're they're better than what they showed on that Thursday night game. And I think they'll be able to stop Lin, Lindsay this week. And a lot of people are going to be disappointed when they play him and he doesn't produce. I think there's truth in, in both games because their defense is – a home run hitting defense. They're, they rely heavily on turnovers. And they didn't get one sack, one turnover in the Bengals game and they look terrible. They're not, they're not a good cover defense. They're not, I, I don't know. I don't, don't, I don't think they're stopping yardage. So I, I'm not telling people to sit their players against the Bengals defense. Ravens. They thrive, I mean, sorry, against the Ravens defense. They thrive on takeaways and big plays. And if they don't get them, they're they're really not a good uh like twenty to twenty defense. They're good at stopping scores with big plays. Well but I'm a, I'm alone on an island then. I'm I'm okay with that. Alright, Brian, what what's your first start set? I I mean, we went over a lot of them already. I guess one unconventional is I'm going to start the Browns defense against the Jets um, looked great against the Steelers looked great against uh, New Orleans that's two good offenses that they really kept under check I just think fucking Miles Garrett is an absolute stud and Ward looks so good so like I said last week when you have a superstar on the line and a superstar uh corner that could guard the number one receiver it's good so i want to start the browns defense and i want to sit all jets but a noon because i'm i still like his possession receiver capability but i don't like any other jet i'm going to counter that and this is purely emotional reasons <laughs> but i'm picking i'm i would start isaiah Crowell just because it's a revenge game against his old team and Based on no statistical backup, I'm just saying that most players most players do well in a revenge game. So I'm thinking, or just a Sean Jackson. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I would start Isaiah Corral. Beautiful, beautiful. I love the uh, no statistical backup for that. Um, I sometimes, sometimes you just have to go from the gut. Go from the gut. Oh yeah, right down in the gut. Well. With that, I am going to say start Rex Burkhead this week. Um, Detroit Lions cannot stop the run, and I just think this is a week where Burkhead's going to get himself two short yardage touchdowns. You know, with a bunch of nice, decent runs. You know, between twenties, and the Lions just can't do anything to stop the run. So we, you know, we saw it the first two weeks. Crowell had the nice long run. Um, and Breda had the nice run run last week. Make it three for three with Burkhead. So is Burkhead capable of running more than like forty five yards though? I don't. Th- I think I only see him run like ten yards at a time. Look, let him get thirty yards. He'll be fine. But no, like I said, I think they had two short yardage touchdowns because the Detroit Lions defense is just not good. True. So. What's your temperature on uh, Chris Hogan right now? 
I have no idea. Didn't we, didn't, didn't we call that, you know, you were going to sit him after the one catch and he was going to go off and had two touchdowns? Like, we, we I, bl- I, I believe Brian called that perfectly. So, yeah. There you go. Like, and you did sit him in, in the one league I saw that you have him. No, I played him. Oh, you did? Yeah, no, I, I went again. I thought that, I, that was going to happen. He was going to get the two touchdowns, which he did. Um, I, no, I wound up playing him. My big sit was uh, Philip Rivers for Andrew Luck. That really screwed me. Mm. Um, and I didn't trust Eckler yet, which I should have because I've been singing his praises. But uh, not that he went off or anything. But no, I played him. But still, it, it still wasn't a great game because he only got um, four catches. It just happened to be two touchdowns. But that's who he yeah. is, right? He's one of the best red zone guys in the whole league, which it's always funny when the little guys, the bet, like when Jordy Nelson is – the best red yeah. zone guy. And not Julio Jones. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always funny when the little guy's one of the best. And that's what he is. He's one of the best red zone guys in the league. So he's he's kind of like an Eifert type of guy where he's predicated on touchdowns, but that offense is so good that he has so many chances. All so. right, so Eckler versus Hogan. Who would you start? I No, I still have to go Hogan. Oh. I just, he just has – much more upside, I would say. Um, he's just a, he's a, he's better now because he's gonna be on the offense every down. I liked, I really want to see Hogan when a receiver is better, when a Gordon or an Edelman comes in, because I think that might actually help him. Yeah, I think, I, I think it definitely will help him. I mean, um, where like he's not, He's not skilled enough to be the every down like best receiver on a team where he needs a, to he needs another guy to take away some of the attention. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he's good enough to go against the number one cornerback. Not that they line him up against the number one cornerback every play, but ex- exactly. I don't think he is a good enough wide receiver to win those battles every week. Agreed. Agreed. But yeah, I actually played Eckler this past week instead of playing Hogan. They didn't bite me too bad because Eckler had a nice PPR game, so. But, yeah. I mean, we all saw it coming, so. Still, I fucking sat him. Um. Alright, Brian. Second guy. Uh, well, we went over, um, most of the guys I have right now. I, I kind of singled out the Chargers Rams game, and I did, since it was my shootout of the week, I liked almost everybody. I like Cooper Cup to have a nice game against the Rams. Same thing with Cooks. They both are – those two are really settling in to um, be somebody you really expect to get points every week. So that's a nice little development, especially for anybody who drafted Cooks. They're really going his way a lot, which is nice, instead of him just being – because there was always that chance he was going to be the Sammy Watkins of the offense. Yep. <laughs> he, looks, he, he looks to be much more than that. All right, that's good. Uh, my last one is just Peyton Barber. We already talked about him. Sit him. So set. Yeah. Sit him. And, uh, I had a start. We talked about it before as well. Jimmy Garoppolo in what pro- probably will be, well, I guess one of the three shootouts of the week. He's going to have a nice game versus Chiefs who can't stop anything in the passing game. All right. Uh, let's go on to some buy and sells. This is, could be either players or just like whole teams or whatever. <laughs> sell um, the, I sell the, the Cardinals. Uh, well, yeah. All right. Uh, are you buying or selling Kenny Galladay as replacing the as replacing Marvin Jones Jr. to be the number two option on the Lions? Buy. I'm even buying him to pump up to number one soon. Ooh. 
That's a big buy. That's a that's a huge buy. I definitely I will agree with the, the passing Jones Jr. Um, but I'm not ready to say number one yet. That's I think that's need more than two games this, so far. I think for me to to make that move. But yeah, no, he looks good. I mean, definitely looks really really athletic. I mean, so yeah, I pass him pass him on Jones. Hey, look, I love Tate. Um, he, I just think Galladay has much more touchdown potential. Obviously, if say you have a really good team and you're just looking for your wide receiver two or whatever to get 15 points a game, I feel so much safer with Tate. I just think Galladay's ceiling is a little higher. Yeah, but probably. I still rather have Tate on my team, um, but I think Galladay's more of that prototypical wide receiver one. For a, a football team, yeah. less so less so in fantasy speak, more so what like NFL coaches are looking for. Gotcha. All right. Uh, are you? I, I buy that too. Uh, by the way, uh, buying or selling Philip Lindsay, uh, being the number getting more touches than Royce Freeman for the rest of the season. I buy that. I mean, it looked pretty much evident that Philip Lindsay's the guy. Um, I may not like him this week, but. It looks like that's where Denver's going, um, unless something radical changes. But it, I, yeah, I think. I mean, they're gonna. It's not gonna be a full like eighty twenty. It will be like more of like a sixty five thirty five. I think in Lindsay's favor from from now on. I don't want to jump the gun on it yet, because um, I don't think Freeman has looked bad. No, he's, he's looked all right. Yeah, opportunities, and I, I don't. I don't know. Football's a weird sport, especially with running back by committees. And I'm not jumping the gun on that one yet. So I'm not buying or selling it. I'm just leaving that in the market. I'm staying away from it for now. <laughs> you walk by it. Where it takes me. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm leaning towards buy. I mean, Philip Lindsay's the first undrafted running back to have back to back 100 yards, 100 yard games in history. So. I mean, it's tough to, to not buy it, but I, 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 I can see the, the cautious, uh, attitude with it. Uh, next one. We kind of just talked about this, but are you buying or selling that all of the Rams top three receivers are playable week to week? Yeah, right now. I mean, I, what, how, yeah, probably. I mean, they all look good. The offense looks like it's running on, you know, all cylinders. Uh, again, they haven't played the best of teams yet, but, you know, until they're not producing on any level, just keep playing the guys who are fucking producing. So. Yeah, I like them. I agree. I like them all. Um, it's such a dynamic offense. It's, it's hard to sit people on. So it's the same thing with Tampa right now. It's the same thing with the Chiefs right now. I just like starting players on hot offenses. Yeah. That was an easy one. Okay. Uh, all right. I don't. I didn't really know how to phrase this, so it's going to sound awkward. Uh, are you buying Derek Carr's? Are you, yeah. Uh, are you buying or selling Derek Carr's week one or week two performance as the real Derek Carr, or is it somewhere in between, which is probably true? No, it's definitely somewhere in between. I mean, he. You know, a couple of years ago was looking like he could be a top quarterback in the league. Well, that was all touchdown I, interception I, ratio. That I was... know, but I'm saying it, you know, it looked good, um, from, you know, from his perspective. And then last year, you know, shit felt, shit happened. 
and um, it's sort of like the first two games. So he's somewhere in between. I mean, he's not he's not going to be a top 12, 15 quarterback fantasy wise. It's just not going to happen. So I mean, and how good was he really last game? Under three hundred yards, only one touchdown. Like it's it, not like he blew people away. Yeah, it's and he doesn't have the weapons that I don't that he needs. I mean, Amari Cooper, yeah, he had a good game, but I mean, it's Amari Cooper is not going to happen every week. He has an old Jordy Nelson. He has a, I mean, the tight end looks like his, you know, one of his best oppor- you know possibilities to be throwing to right now, and just it just doesn't look good right now in Oakland. So, um, just going yeah, somewhere. They, they somewhere don't really have mu- much of the pass catching running back either. I think they use Jalen Richard a lot, but he kind of reminds me of a Buck Allen where yeah, you're using him a lot in the past game, but I'm not really liking what I see. What, yeah, like yeah. he doesn't have like the he doesn't have like the elusiveness or like the explosiveness or like agility of like Eckler or uh, Tariq uh, Cohen. Like, Cohen or like any of the like other guys that you think of when you think of pass catching right now. Yeah. Yeah, or the route running capabilities. Like, that, I think that's one of the biggest things with pass catching running backs is just being able to run a good route. Um, that's why I'm so surprised with the little play that Duke Johnson is getting because he's such a good route runner. You would think just put him out there and have him run some routes. It <laughs> <That laughs> sounds I like. I just don't get, like, put him in the slot a little. He, it worked so well. La- I, well, I guess it didn't work that well because you didn't win a game. But, oh, what about for him and the receptions that he got? Yeah. So, but no, I get it. So yeah, um, car, meh. That that's the take on car, meh. Okay. Um, are you buying or selling everything about the Bucks right now? Ah oh, man, um, that's you know I'm gonna buy that offense. I I whatever they're doing, whatever. I mean. The offensive coordinator is just—it looks like a genius right now. I mean, I don't care who they've played. I mean, well, they play the Eagles, and the Eagles have a good defense. Yeah. So, I'm I'm buying. I I don't care. I'm I'm defense. I'm not buying. They're not. Their, their defense was like shit. Well, no, um, you're buying that they're that bad. Oh yeah, then I am buying. Yeah, that's true. I guess I am buying. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm buying the shit defense. Put you and, into a little brain process. And I'm there. going to <laughs> I'm going to buy Fitzpatrick. I I shit. I can't believe I'm saying that, but yeah. Uh, it's exciting. Yeah, I think if it was one of these um, underdog teams that start the start the year winning two games and you didn't expect it and they're going to come back down to earth fairly soon because they won normal games, I wouldn't be buying. But these aren't normal games. <laughs> like They're scoring 50 points um, the first two weeks. So I, I can't not buy it. I'm with you. I'll buy it for now. Yeah. Um, I'm doing it. What about you, John? <laughs> uh, I think, I think I gotta sell. I, I mean, just cause I've seen this firsthand as a Jets fan, like, I, Fitz is obviously a lot better, playing a lot better right now than he did on the Jets in 2015, but I saw him tar- turn into a pumpkin towards the end of the season. <laughs> I just, I, I, he can never sustain it for a full season. That's, this is why this is like, it's like his fifteenth team in twenty in like eighteen years. Or yeah, but look at the swagger in that press. Yeah, I know he's dripping look at that swagger. He's man. dripping with finesse. We, we mean, all saw it. He still won ten games though, and his web 
his weapons now are so much better yeah. than they were on the Jets. I know he had Brandon Marshall and Decker, but look, Decker was, what, one year away from being absolutely washed, and Marshall didn't look very good either. I mean, yeah, I mean, they both, I mean, they did have both have double digit touchdowns though. Yeah. And, but like, now you have Evans who is, uh, you know. I mean, I know Evans and Jackson are better than and, both of them. And so. you now have a tight end in OJ Howard that the Jets never have a tight end. So, you know, you have another weapon besides just your receivers. Yeah, you're looking, you're looking up to see who is that tight end was it? Who was it? It was garbage. Whatever it was, it was garbage. <laughs> don't even, don't even look up because it was garbage. I, I don't even care. So yeah, I, Brad, I can't Brad remember. Really good. Look, Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker are very good receivers. Um, better careers right now than, well, no, I don't know. No, maybe not. No, Deshaun Jackson's maybe. had a really nice career. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'd put Marshall or Jackson as the number one career of those two. It might be Jackson. That's a tough one. It's tough. Yeah, you know, he had a lot of good years in Philly. He did. Um, yeah, I don't know who I'd put ahead of who on that one. So, John Sellen. All right, you're alone on that island. Yeah. Um, um, any more? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Do we have any more? Uh, I know this one's all near and dear to our hearts. Uh, are you buying or selling that Alex Collins will eventually be the lead back in Baltimore and replace the, the cowardly Buck Allen? Is John Harbaugh getting fired? <laughs> because, no. They have to. Alex Collins has to be the number one at some point. They have to see, they get, I mean, they, they watch tape, right? Like they, they watch the game <laughs> films because if they do, they would see that Alex Collins is the superior back. Uh, so I think at some point they're actually going to start watching their game, the game films and they'll notice, oh yeah, this is the guy we need to have in as a three down back. So maybe by week six. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on there. It's so frustrating that he can't, like, they just don't give it to him in the red zone. It's maddening to me. It's, it's, it really is. It really is. Frustrating. Yeah. Frustrating. A lot of frustrating. frustrating. What about you, John? How are you feeling? Frustrating. It's it's very it's very frustrating. It's it's. I mean, we. I think we drafted Collins for our. Did we draft him to our uh, fantasy podcast league? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's there. And I mean, just this Buck Allen thing has just torpedoed his value so badly. Like, I don't get like Collins was very good at the end of last season. He was an art. Was he RB one territory last year towards the, like the last like eight games? Oh, he was crushing it the last the end of the year, man. So crushing like, it. like what are we doing here? And you know what? I don't want to say like thank God Dixon got hurt, but for Collins's value, thank God Dixon got hurt because that this would have been another running back. Yeah, that would have been eating up his carries. Like wow, who like who else needs like to go like. Just like who else needs to get out of it? <laughs> so I don't know, but it's 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 maddening. It's very maddening. Okay, and then the last one is near and dear to Brian's heart. Uh, are you buying or selling the Giants' skill position players ever being reliable with Eli and that Giants' offensive line? Well, look, I mean, it's not it's not like. They've been bad in fantasy. Yeah, Beckham wasn't great last game, but he was great the first game. Barkley got you points the first two games. Like, he's probably one of the top RBs right now in fantasy. Oh, yeah. Um, and Evan Ingram had a terrible game to have a good game. Now, the one guy I, I don't think that you 
can sustain with how bad the offense is is Sterling Shepard. Yeah. I don't think he's fantasy viable because the offense. I think on a good, with a good quarterback with a better line, somebody like Shepard could be great fantasy guy, but they can't prop up more <laughs> than three people, and they usually can't prop up more than two people in one game. So you're just like kind of rotating. There's going to be an odd man out between Ingram, Beckham, and Barkley, and just like pick two of them, I, I guess. I don't know. I think the one thing that's going to hurt the values of those three players is I don't think they're going to see like enough touchdowns. Like so, over time, yeah, the yards and the catches and the carries are going to you know be good, but I think that their touchdown numbers are going to be low this year compared to some of the other players that like are drafted around them. So that just might hurt the value a bit, but so far, you know, Barkley has done what done for you what you wanted him. You know, the fourteen catches, of course, helps in week two. So, yeah, I mean, they have two touchdowns so far this year. One was Barkley's amazing sixty-eight yard run, and the other one was under two minutes left in garbage time, and the Cowboys weren't playing defense anymore because <laughs> it was impossible for the Giants to come back. So. so there you go, Manning. There's your one touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, they're not gonna. They're they only look worse. They only are the only team that looks worse right now on offense are the Cardinals. I'd say I think the Bills. I'm not even sure of how much worse they look. Yeah, very I guess comfortable. the Bills look worse. I put Giants as a th- the yeah. third worst offense right now. I'd agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, and that's it, right? We got. What do you feel, John? Before we uh, um, yeah, I say. Definitely no Sterling Shepard. And I feel like more more weeks than not, Evan Ingram's going to be the odd man out. Unless, well, at least touchdown-wise. Unless they just keep doing those five-yard uh, quick passes that they have to do with um, when the pass rush comes rushing in in like a second and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. It sucks. The pass... The, the line sucks and Eli can't run out of the pocket. So, you know. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, like there was, I think like, like, it seemed like there was like 10 passing, 10 plays in a row where the Cowboys just blitzed the slot corner and Eli had to get rid of it real quick and they hit like, he hit Beckham over the middle for five yards a couple times, Ingram over the middle a couple yards, a couple times for five yards and, and then that, and then they had to punt on fourth and one. From the fifty, for some reason. So that about Let's does stop it. Talking about that shit team. All right, we're <laughs> all right, yeah. all right. Since we're stop talking about that shit team, <laughs> it is time for the last thing that we usually talk about. It is the. Okay, so I don't know why you were giving me hand signals there. But just like the NFL, we are all tied up at six points each in our boys' rankings. Anthony finished first this week. Yeah. Because he had uh, Chris Thompson, Austin Eckler, both. Uh, I mean, Chris Thompson had like 20-something points, went off with the, the past, uh, PPR points. Why? Because Alex Smith loves the dumpers. The dumpers. Oh my god. Um, let's see. Kittle, a little disappointed for Brian, caused him to go into fourth. I had, my two guys were Michael Williams and AD. Mediocre games for both. So, Anthony. Wait, they both had really bad games. What? 
Mike Williams and AD. Well, Mike Williams Mike had Williams touchdown. touchdown. So, I, I scored 10 and 8. Why do you keep saying AD? Because all day Adrian Peterson. That, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's a thing. I thought AP was the thing. Nah, they're both. That's the news It's sort of like OBJ and ODB. It's definitely wow. ODB. Is Who was my second point besides Kittle? You had Kittle and Sanders. Sanders had 13 points. I think that might be a better game than AP and... I had 10 and 8, though, so I had more overall points. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, 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 the John rating system. But uh, You I, make your own rating system if you're not happy with mine. My, well, I don't care. I, I got first place, so I'm going to be happy with that rating system. All right. The completely arbitrary notion of it might get burn you next week, though. Hey. Well, not when my boys go off. All right. What are your boys? My first boy is Kenyon Drake, baby, going against Oakland, who's allowing 154 rushing yards per game. And 5.7 per carry. Drake going for 120 total that yards not good. and a touchdown. So, Kenyon Drake gonna lock it up as my first boy. Okay. Uh, I'll go since we'll uh, rotate like we should do anyways. Uh, my first boy of the week <laughs> is one of our favorite boys from last year. Making a appearance on the boys this year. Bob Woods playing against the Chargers in the Battle of L.A. He will go off. He's seen nine targets each game. He only caught three week one. He caught five this week, I think. He'll catch seven for 80. Eh, let's go 88 yards and a touchdown against the Chargers. Brian? Yeah, Bob Woods. I like it. He's the, back. The baby. Bob Woods week. I'm going to go. Bob Woods uh, week. We talked about it extensively with San Francisco going against the Chiefs. So I'm going Pierre Garçon. To, um, he's getting a little rapport with Garoppolo. Uh, you know, first week didn't do much. Second week did a little more. Third week, I think he's going to do a little more. I think I'm giving him an eight for 89. No touchdown, just straight up eight for 89. No TDs. All right. Um, my second boy is Mr. Tevin Coleman with Devonta Freeman out again this week. He gets the Saints defense, who does surrender a lot of points. Um, so, yeah, I mean, how do you not roll with Tevin Coleman? Looked good last week. Going to look good again this week. 100 total yards with five receptions and a touchdown. All right. My second boy is a boy that destroyed the Pacers this past week, looking very much like Blake Bortles' favorite target. And he made an outrageous one-handed grab over uh, Eric Rowe, who just, just gets burned. All the time recently. But now he goes up against the Tennessee Titans, who are not very good against the pass so far. Uh, they don't have any offense, so the Jaguar, Jaguars will spend a bunch of time with the ball. And that's Mr. Keelan Cole. He's going to go for... Mm, let's go 5 for 100. And probably a touchdown, too. I mean, the, both my boys are like mid-level 5,000 boys on, uh, DraftKings. <laughs> 5,000, not $5,000. They're 5,000 boys. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of boys. It is a lot, lot of boys. boys. <laughs> What's you, who's your last boy? <laughs> it's another boy we talked about, uh, earlier. Chris Godwin. You know, first week he was like 4 for 40 or something like that. Second week, 5 for 50 and a touchdown. 4 for 40 touchdown, 5 for 50 touchdown. I say go 6 for 60 for a touchdown. Ooh. Just keep leveling up. Just going up those stairs. <laughs> oh, man. How many how many boys is he worth? <laughs> uh, he's worth like a good 4,200 4, boys. 4,200 boys. Okay, that's, right, we don't that's... even know if that's real. but um. 
Um, alright, so that is it for us since the boys is done. Uh, follow us on Twitter at fantasy underscore lens. Go to our website, fantasylenspod.com, where we will have waiver articles and daily fantasy articles. I'm not sure how we did on our daily fantasy article this past year, uh, this past week, I forget. Um, also, uh, fantasy lens pod on Instagram, fantasy lens on Facebook. Uh, rate and subscribe to us. Anything else? No, I think you nailed it all pretty good. All right. I was happy during it, during it too. I appreciate it. So we'll see you next week. Peace. See you guys.